Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. take a bite out of the Big Apple. And we're going to do that with uh, Greg Logan, excuse me, Greg Logan from New York Newsday, who covers the Brooklyn Nets on a daily basis. Interesting to hear what he has to say. Hello? There he is, Greg Logan, New York Newsday. How are you, sir? Yes, good. I uh, look at the Brooklyn Nets, who you see night in, night out, and say to myself, uh, look, you can look at injuries for other teams, but they've probably been beset as much with injuries as any team in the league, particularly to their star players. Uh, James Harden out. Uh, what's the what's the word? When does he come back? You know, we honestly don't know. Uh, in fact, uh, Harden is supposed to speak to us today. They've put everything back uh, more than an hour. Uh, but we are supposed to get to Harden today. So that makes me wonder if he's ready to come back, if he's going to speak. I'm just not sure at this point. Uh, the, um, the Kyrie Irving blows off the media the other day, and he got fined, what, $25,000. Uh, I, I can't figure Irving out. I don't know what makes his motor t- go. I, I just don't understand him. Uh, he's on his own wavelength. He's on. He's in his. He's got his own schedule. He's going to do it his way. And you don't like it? That's too bad. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it ever translates to the court and can it wind up being a negative factor for this team. Well, you know, he actually got fined thirty five thousand. Oh, thirty five. And so did okay. and so did the organization. Uh, but on top of that, uh, you know, he has done a few interviews this year that were totally entertaining but he's been getting some questions recently about his uh religion which is islam and uh and he's been getting questions about you know sacrificing during ramadan and so on so I halfway understand him. Uh, maybe he just is worried about talking about things that don't relate very much to basketball. I'm not sure where he's coming from with all of this. But, you know, he has been unavailable. The funny thing is, another net. DeAndre Jordan has been very unavailable, and I have been questioned about his availability from the Professional Basketball Writers Association. But he has made himself available once recently, and 
couple of times since then. So we're, we're getting past that, you know, because for a long time he was kind of out of the rotation for no, for, for playing reasons. And, uh, and so he didn't want to talk either. So yeah, we've had some, difficulties with a couple of uh nets players there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it but i must say kevin durant has been a stand-up guy all the way through this season as long as he's been healthy so we'll see where it goes from here but uh you know the most important thing is how they play as a team Greg, uh, I was interested in your article today in Newsday. Uh, after they've lost twice to Milwaukee, once by three on Sunday and then six on Tuesday, and uh, you made particular emphasis on Steve Nash's lack of timeouts or his timeout selection. Uh, elaborate, if you will, on that. Well, you know, the Bucks went on an 18-1 run in the fourth quarter in the second game of that two games set and uh you know it just seemed like a normal time to call a timeout to break their momentum but he never did it and so i am not in the habit of second guessing coaches but in this case i think he really uh missed the boat and uh he he has off he has done this previously during the season and he always explains it as saying that he wants to let the team problem solve that's his phrase you know to describe what he wants to happen in those moments when things are spiraling downward you know but honestly in this particular case he should have broken the Bucks' momentum by calling a timeout halfway through you know when they got to you know it was an 18-1 run so when they got to 9-0 or whatever it was he should have called a timeout and tried to draw yeah Blake Griffin says what are you going to say play harder uh yeah well maybe so maybe so maybe you do that to play harder uh maybe you emphasize the need to play defense maybe you emphasize the need to keep the bucks off the offensive boards because they killed the nets on the offensive boards maybe you emphasize hey this guard divincenzo is killing you on the boards dante divincenzo had 15 rebounds including six offensive rebounds that is freaking crazy you know the fact that the nets let that guy do that was that that cost them the game to me that cost them the game dante divincenzo not giannis and and Tedacompo, but dante divincenzo is the one who beat the nets hmm. you know it was crazy. It was crazy. So he should have called a timeout, in my view. And uh, 
and he should have emphasized, you've got to keep this little six forward guard off the boards. Hey, Greg, uh, Greg Logan of uh, New York Newsday, did you bring that up in the post-game uh, discussion with Nash? You know, to be honest, uh, I was not covering the second game okay. of that series because I was playing in a local golf event, a local media golf event. So I did not bring it up. But other writers did. And so I use their quotes in my story today. Uh, and so I will be covering the game tonight against Dallas and so on. But uh, I did not have the chance to address Steve uh, directly after the game on Tuesday night because I got home from my golf event and I was just watching as a spectator. So how'd you do in the tournament? <laughs> not very <laughs> <laughs> no, not very well. I'm just trying to get back in my golf game. You should have. Did you play with Canizero from the post? Actually, I did. Oh, Mark's and good. I actually I played with Canizero and Hank Ola, who is retired now from the Daily News, and loved every second of my time with them. Canizero drilled the ball off the tee every time he hit 12 of 14 fairways so uh and he made some great jokes to go along with it so i totally love my time where'd you play by the way what course oh a course called pound ridge it's a public course it's up in uh, westchester northwest chester yeah. right on the connecticut border and it's the one course in new york that is designed by Pete Dye, and it was diabolical. Yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, you get a lot of good golf courses in Westchester. Very oh, hilly, oh, very hilly. Unbelievable. Yeah, very, very, very hilly, very difficult courses. Uh, and I've played yes. a number of them, but I've played with Canizero a lot. And Mark oh. can hit it. There's no doubt about it. And his knowledge of the game—that's why he covers the PGA Tour for the Post. Uh, we're oh, talking Mark with. Is great. He's he's a tremendous person. I yeah. love him. No, he's he's terrific. I've known him for a long time. It's Greg Logan from New York Newsday. As we're taking a bite of the Big Apple, talking about the Nets. You mentioned Dallas tonight. They still have Denver on this road trip, and Denver yes. just Denver just pummeled the Knicks last night, which oh. was kind of surprising. Not that they won, but but how easy it was. I mean, they got them stuck twenty-two after one quarter, and they found out the hard way that. Nikola Jokic is the MVP of this league. There's no doubt about that. You know, I just can't, I can't imagine who else people would vote for as the MVP. It has to be Jokic. Uh, he is, he has been unbelievable all season. He's played almost every game. And see, for instance, with the Nets, that's what kills them. You know, Durant has barely played. Uh, Irving has missed like, 15 or 16 games and now Harden has missed you know he's not quite to missing 20 games with the Nets but he's close but, you know personally I thought Harden was the MVP when he was playing because they're like they have an unbelievable record with him like 27 and 9 or even better than that you know and uh but since he hasn't been there, they've been downhill. And I think 
the Nets with Irving and Durant playing together are seven and six, hmm. which is shocking, shocking to me. So it's clear Harden makes a huge, huge difference. When he comes back, if he comes back for the playoffs, the Nets are going to be the prohibited favorite. I don't care if they're the second or the third seed. If Harden comes back to start the playoffs, they should be the favorite. I don't disagree. Uh, They're loaded with talent. Look, Everybody criticizes the Nets because because the lack of defense. I, I don't. I disagree. If you had Kevin Durant for the entire season, and Kevin Durant's probably the best defensive player on the Nets, if he was there, those numbers would be skewed a lot different than they are right now. But he wasn't, and you got to deal with what is. And what is is that it's going to be hard for some team, whether it's Philly or Milwaukee or whomever, to beat this team four times in a seven-game series. That's the way I see it. And, Frank, it's not just Durant. Uh, Kyrie has had some tremendous defensive games. It doesn't happen game to game. You know, I will say that. But Kyrie has had games where he was unbelievably good defensively. And here's the other surprise. I thought... Harden did nothing on defense, but he is a guy who prompts turnovers. He 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 might not have the numbers in terms of steals, but he gets his hands on balls and and the deflections and stuff like that. And he's a decent defensive player. Plus, he's a, a, a bigger body than you realize. So when he bodies up to whoever he's covering, you know, he's not that bad. And, uh, and then, you know, his playmaking is off the charts. So on the offensive end, that's what will make the difference for the Nets. When Harden comes back and he's playmaking, uh, that will that will put them totally off the charts. Well, the good news for the Nets is that after they play Dallas uh, and Denver, they then uh, play the Chicago Bulls, I think it's twice. They play the Spurs and they play the Cavaliers. So the schedule down the last four games is certainly favorable. Well, you could say that in one sense. But the other part is, that those last four games, each are back-to-backs. So uh, they come off the road playing the Bulls, and then they come home and play the Spurs the next day. So that's a back-to-back. Then they do get two days off, but then they play uh, Bulls and Cavs again in a back-to-back. So, so they're finishing the season. After at the end of a at the end of a five game road trip, the first four games are separated. They're all separated, and that's great. But they're all against great teams. Two against Milwaukee tonight against Dallas, and Saturday against Denver. And then 
they play two back-to-backs in the season at Chicago, then home against the Spurs, and then the last two games home against the Bulls and the Cavs, both back-to-backs. So they're gonna. So what that means is they might not have everybody available in those last two back-to-backs because they don't like to play uh, Durant, Irving, or Griffin in back-to-backs. Mm. So they're going to split them up between those four games. Who knows how that will come out. Honestly, you know, I the Nets are at least locked into the third seed. Right. So maybe they're just at the point where they just don't care where they finish as far as one, two, three. I, I think they've lost their chance at the number one seed because of those two losses to the Bucks, and uh, and the 76ers, have, who are the number one seed, have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. So I just think the Nets are just trying to get to the finish line and get healthy and add James Harden for the playoffs. Greg Logan of New York Newsday covering the Nets. Uh, I had thought that possibly they would get Spencer Dinwiddie back. Now I understand that he will not be back for the playoffs. No, it, you know, they've made that clear. You know, honestly, I thought Dinwiddie was going to get here because the way he's been talking, he feels, he seems to feel like he can play. Uh, but the, the way the Nets are talking, they've, they've kind of ramped it up recently. And they have said, you know, he ain't coming back. They, you know, Nash said that the other day, basically, is that he doesn't see any way for Spencer to come back during the playoffs. When you look at this team and this roster, and you look, you, you've got three superstars, but they still rely on this on this bench. And, and, you know, particularly a guy like Joe Harris, who's one of the best three-point shooters in the league, Jeff Green has stood out from time to time and has given them effort and points and rebounding off the bench. Uh, so, it, look, how deep this team is goes a long way. The addition of Blake Griffin, I think, I think you'll agree, Greg. Uh, he's he's uh, me. I, for my money, I think he's exceeded expectations based on the way he has or hasn't been over the last year. Howard, you are totally right. You know, Blake Griffin has been off the charts with the Nets. You know, he has had game, and, and, and the funny thing is, it's, when you think of Blake Griffin, you think of the offense. But with the Nets, he has provided defense and toughness. You know, he's leading the league in taking charges. And since he joined the Nets, they have taken more charges than anybody because he's set the example. And so other players are taking charges. And he has been, he has done that. And then at the offensive end, you know, suddenly he's dunking again. (laughs) You know, he made a point of proving that he can still dunk. And he's had some amazing dunks. And he's just very good, you know, within that short vicinity around the rim. You get in the ball down low, he can do that. But he's also hit some three pointers, you know. So 
and and he's usually open when he shoots his three pointer. So most teams kind of their their strategy is okay. If he's at the three point line, leave him open and dare him to make it. But he has made a, a bunch of them lately, you know. So. You know, it goes in and out, and every time he misses, you think, oh, my God, what's he doing shooting that? <laughs> but he really is, he's hes between 35 and 40%. I'm not sure of the actual number right now, but he's right in that vicinity. And so that's where you want a guy to be. And uh, so he can do that. He can definitely make three-pointers, and he's a tough physical defender and he can score around the rim so he has been an incredible addition to the nets you know he's playing way better person yeah he might his numbers might not be as high as they were with detroit where they needed him to score more but he is he has been an unbelievable addition to the nets and i think he will be a key character when they get to the playoffs. Yeah, well, he's actually shooting thirty-seven percent from the three-point line, uh, and yeah. Joe. I mean, Joe Harris is shooting forty-eight percent from the three-point oh, line, Harris and the is t- off the charts. But, but you know, there, you know, he has been criticized in these two games against the uh, Bucks. He didn't hit very well from the three-point line, and in last year's playoffs against the Sixers. They devised a defense to come out and challenge him at the three-point line. And so uh, he has had a few problems, you know, hitting from three when it really mattered. And so he is, without a doubt, he's the best three-point shooter in the NBA. There is no question in my mind. But when teams pay special attention to him – you know, they find ways to get the ball out of his hands or to make him take tough shots or to make it or to contest him. And so it doesn't quite line up with the way he's playing during a regular season. His numbers aren't the same. And he's he's gotta he's gotta find a way to beat these defenses that are geared to stop him because honestly, he's he's like I consider Joe Harris to be the trigger man for the Nets' entire offense. Hmm. Because if you get Joe Harris open and he's draining threes, then everybody is open all over the court. I would say this. Um, First of all, I would take Steph Curry in a three-point shooting contest, but that's me. Um, I I don't think people realize Kevin Durant shooting almost 48% from the three-point line. Kevin Durant. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. He, you know, and, and and Giannis said it the other day to someone. He said, he well, actually, he talked about how tough it was to cover a Durant. But then Anthony Davis of the Lakers, he was asked, who is your toughest cover? And he said, Kevin Durant. You know, the guy just... Offense is just, it just comes so easily to him. 
Now, he did have a terrible fourth quarter against the Bucks the other night, on Tuesday night. He had two points on one for six shooting, and he missed three uh, three-pointers. Uh, but generally speaking, and, and he second-guessed himself. He said, I should have driven instead of settling for, for threes. But, uh, but ordinarily, Kevin Durant is just off the charts in terms of his ability to, cre- to create offense and to deliver. I, uh, so, I I look at Greg. I look at this at this Nets team, and I've already stated that they're going to be a tough out in a seven game series. And you're right. I don't think it matters if they're second or third. Uh, in Philadelphia, uh, I think it's paramount for Philadelphia to finish on top of the East. And and I would give Doc Rivers some votes for Coach of the Year because I mean, look, Embiid is a is an All Star player, and they've missed him a lot. Uh, but Ben Simmons. Uh, is not the offensive threat, except that he's a great passer and he does go to the basket very well. But I'm going to look at this Eastern Conference right now and say, I, I think you ought to watch out. Uh, I think the Knicks are going to fall a little bit, um, but I don't think they're going to fall as far as the play-in. I still think they're going to be four, five, or six. Uh, and wherever, if they wind up playing at Atlanta in the first round, in the first round between four and five, I think it's going to be a, a, a brutal series a very physical series between those two teams you know honestly i i don't think the net the knicks will fall to six i think that i absolutely agree with you i think it's going to be a four or five series between the knicks and atlanta i i don't know where they're going to wind up you know in terms of who has a home advantage and all that stuff but uh, I do think it's going to be those two teams, and that's going to be a great series. And you know, between Julius Randle with the Knicks and then Trey Young with the Hawks, you know, uh, I would I would love to cover that series because it's going to be tight. It's going to be uh, personally, I I don't see how it's not a seven game series. I would agree. I would agree. In the West. A little bit different. Uh, look, Denver uh, surprised everybody by blowing out the Knicks, uh, but that was uh, that was an aberration. I still th- I wasn't surprised they won, but it was by the margin of victory. Uh, but the Clippers, uh, I don't know. The Clippers to me are a little bit of an enigma. Uh, I thought they they should be higher than they are, but they're going to finish no worse than third or fourth. And a four or five series, if it's Clippers and Mavericks. I wouldn't take the Clippers and say automatically they're going to win that. I think that Rick Carlisle is as good an X's and O's coach as there is in this league. And you tell me how you're going to be able to keep Luka Doncic from scoring 35, 40 points a night. Well, I would agree with you in terms of Clippers mass. But right now, the way it stacks up, it's Clippers versus Lakers. And that, to me, is an unbelievable series because I think the Clippers can dominate the Lakers because LeBron is really not himself right now in terms of his injury. If it turns out to be Clippers versus Mavs, wow. 
that is a that is a brutal series because I I one hundred percent agree with you that Rick to to me to me uh, Rick Carlisle is a brilliant brilliant coach and then you've got he's got Luka Doncic to work with oh my god what a combination what a combination they are and Chris Stapps Porzingis I'm sorry he I know it's been a while since he left the Knicks he's still there he's still a decent player you know if he's healthy I don't know where he's at right now on the health spectrum but if he's healthy and Doncic is healthy, that is one hell of a team. If they're the fifth or sixth seed, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're so freaking good. You know, they are they are just so talented and Carlisle is an unbelievable coach. So, you know, to me the West is one hundred percent wide open. I I can't. You know, this is a weird seat, and and that the reason is that this is a weird season. You know, yes. the seventy-two game season with everything compressed. Who knows what's going to happen when we get to the actual playoffs? I I don't think you can predict based on where these teams are seated. Hey Greg, I'm going to give you a little advice. Don't play Rick Carlisle in golf. The guys, the guys, the guys, probably a legitimate five six handicap. I'm, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure he's, he's very good, and I'm so bad right now. It's crazy. No, he's right. a, hey, I, I played with Rick when he was an assistant with the Nets under Chuck Daly. He could hit driver off the deck on a par five and get home. Oh my god! Yeah, oh he's that god. good. Off the deck. He's that, that good. Anybody, you know, honestly. That's really how I judge players. Anybody who can hit a driver off the deck, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's he, Rick, Rick. He didn't go to the University of Virginia just to play basketball. He's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> I know that's true. I know that's true. Hey, appreciate he, your time, Greg. Thanks. Uh, he's a great guy too. He's very. Personal. Yeah, there's no doubt, no doubt. Appreciate your time, uh, Greg Logan of New York Newsday. Thank you very much, and and you stay safe. Okay, and thank you, Howard. I I love you. You're, I just love your show. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thanks. Taking a bite of the Big Apple with Greg Logan of New York Newsday. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube